Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the T Degree in Golf podcast. Really, really, really excited about today's episode. As golfers, we always want to get better year over year over year. And as we close out one year and get ready for the next, we often think that more practice is what we'll need to do. Some of us think that new clubs may be the choice to get to a better game. Others will choose to take lessons and spend time with someone more experienced in the finer aspects of golf. One of the things that is rarely talked about is the value of a fitting, specifically making sure that the clubs are at the right lie and loft, the angle, the height, the length, the grip. And so we're going to spend some time today talking about that. A lot to cover, a lot to learn. Today, I have a friend and master fitter. Dan Doyle is a master fitter with True Spec Golf in the Tampa Bay area. I've known Dan for three years, established a really good relationship, and have a tendency to spend at least one day every year with Dan, aside from times when we may be texting back and forth. But what we'll talk about today is the conversation that generally takes place between Dan and I, and hopefully you'll gain some insight and really work to find a true spec facility in your local area, make an appointment, and invest in the finer aspects of building a better game. And so today, to the true Tee to Green golf community, I'd like to introduce Dan Doyle. Dan, welcome to the Tee to Green golf community. Thank you. Good morning, Victor. I appreciate the hospitality, the friendship, and the interest in our business. Excellent, excellent. And one of the things that I think is important when you go through something like this is the quality, the understanding, and the credibility of, of the, the master fitter. And one of the things that, that um, I know about you, and you can talk a little bit about it, is you have been connected to golf for a long time and specifically had the opportunity to play at Northwestern in Evanston, Illinois, which is a Chicago area. So talk a little bit about that for us and what that means to you. That's right. The game of golf has been a big part of my life for a long time. I was an avid player in high school and did well enough to earn a scholarship to play in school at Northwestern University, which was a terrific experience. Uh, got the chance to travel across the country competing for the university and shortly after finishing up with school tried my hand at professional golf for a very short while which ultimately led to me finding a, a job in golf. Excellent and so this relationship is for golfers really as valuable as relationship may be between a banker and a real estate investor. And over time, it's really intended to help that investor fine tune what their focus is. Same way in golf. Over a three-year period, I've learned a tremendous amount from Dan. Uh, my clubs have been tweaked in ways that are unique and specific to me, and Dan's been an asset to that. So again, we look forward to bringing you some really good information and I encourage everyone to spend time at TrueSpec Golf. Dan, let's just dive into TrueSpec. Who is TrueSpec Golf? Sure. Well, excuse the air compressor in the background there. So 
the equipment, which I'm sure the pictures of the video will show a good bit of what goes on in here. That right there, that air compressor, it runs into the frequency machine, which is a way in which I can measure any golf shaft to get a true feel for how stiff or how flexible it may be playing. When there's not an industry standard for what a regular flex shaft or a stiff flex shaft might mean, it's important to have the ability to, to measure the equipment that we're actually using mm -hmm. to understand how and why it works. What we do at TrueSpec Golf is fully brand agnostic custom club fitting. Mm -hmm. So we offer every product from major manufacturers across the industry, and we've got the chance to test tens of thousands of different combinations because there's so many different choices that we can make as to how our equipment's put together. And we've got the chance to understand how and the why each of those different op options may work for us and to pick out the best clubs for your game so you can take confidence to the course. Absolutely. And we know the value of confidence on the golf course. TrueSpec is a complete bag golf fitter. The fitting environment has really grown over the past five years. And I can think back over 10, 15, or 15 years ago when I first started playing, a close friend of mine took me to uh, Joliet Country Club and I met with uh, the fitter that had a relationship there. It was far less detailed than the experience is today. Um, what makes TrueSpec unique versus everybody else? Could be PG Super. So what? Yeah. yeah. Well, the way in which we're unique and why 15 years ago those options simply didn't exist is because of the Club Connects adapter system. Mm -hmm. With the way in which our demo equipment works, any club head can be attached with any shaft, regardless of the brand. And so with that, that's where those tens of thousands of options come about. It's a demo matrix, we call it. Okay. I can recall my first fitting with Titleist for a driver. It was probably maybe around the year 2000. And uh, okay. at the time, there were maybe four different clubs to try. There were two different models of drivers and two different lofts of drivers. Each of them had a fixed built-in shaft to it, which they had an interesting way in which they would black out the logo or the brand and flex on that shaft. So you would have no biases. You'd have no you know, full awareness of what you were hitting. You would simply find what is the, the best option for you. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a great sort of launch monitor like we've got now to give truly objective, measurable feedback. Uh, it was the best available at the time, but in today's technology, we've got just so many options in every way to fully analyze and understand the, the reasons as to that best performing product for you, what it is and why it works that way. Yeah, and, and that's really a good segue to the next uh, my next question, it is so amazingly technical. And for the times that I'm physically with you in Tampa, we spend as much time going through the various club and the manufacturer options, but you've also helped me understand the value of some of the technical metric measurements that are out today. Um, sticking with the evolution of fitting, it's moved beyond lie and loft. How do you work with 
clients. Talk to them about whether it's me as an example or anybody else that comes to visit Dan or his colleagues. How do you work with them? What is that experience like? Well, it's important to get a feel for why they're coming to me in the first place, what their goals for the session are ultimately going to be. Um, when I get a chance to see how they use their clubs, we've all got our own unique sort of idiosyncrasies to our swing, our blueprints to our swing, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, when I get a chance to see how their equipment pairs up with what they naturally do with their swing and to give them a reason and understanding as to why they're seeing a certain ball flight that they would like to improve upon. Um, it's really not until I can point out certain metrics that may be a clear understanding of where that equipment may be holding someone back, uh, you know, how we can then target certain options with a club, whether it's a shaft length, weight, flex, profile in a club head in terms of where its center of gravity is placed, so many different ways in which we can put together the right type of equipment to ultimately send that ball in a better space. And I think one of the one of the value added components, and you and I have really talked about this and, and put it in play, is my first experience, uh, my first appointment with you wasn't a here and now appointment. What is unique, in my opinion, about TrueSpec is you capture data and images in a system that allow the relationship to continue or to build off of in, in year two when I came back and, and then subsequently earlier this year when I was spending time with you. Talk about the value of that relationship and how it's, it really is beyond just a one hour or one hour and a half deal. Sure, so I can recall our first session and to be fair, the way in which I can truly recall it is because of all that recorded shot history. Um, I see hundreds of people a year mm -hmm. And it's interesting how whenever I go back to look at somebody's launch monitor data, I can put a face to the name where without that information, I would struggle to do so. Um, and being able to see back in October of 21, when you first came in and the equipment that you were using and how it compared to the dozens of options that we tried, um, having that readily available to look back upon at any time is so valuable because just yesterday we're again looking at that same three wood from a couple of years back seeing how it worked then seeing how it's working now and then being able to understand okay well if a certain shot pattern is arising that i don't like what was the difference what needs to be addressed right um, of course the equipment can influence that performance but the way i see it in this game there's four ways that you can improve there's the equipment mm -hmm. there's the technique mm -hmm. there's the mind and the body mm -hmm. and so we were able to last night take a few pictures of your setup mm -hmm. i had a few pictures from october of mm -hmm. 21 as well <laughs> and, and we could understand where some of the things may have 
you know, kind of gotten off track to a certain extent, we make sure those are back in place. Yeah. And then we get into testing the equipment to see what sort of a extra added benefit that can provide. Yeah, and it's it's a really good summary of, of our relationship and really the type of relationship that TrueSpec offers its clients. Point to note for the T-degree community, there will be nothing available of that October 2021 appointment. So some of you may be scratching your head, you may be curious, you may be laughing. That is between Dan and I. So just a playful moment there. Um, you know, you talked about the process once the golfer arrives and that early level of engagement. Um, as I know, you often encourage uh, your clients to get loose, hit some balls. Um, there's a conversation that ensues as that process is going. You talked a little bit about that. Once we are full go, it is hitting balls and, and the minor, the, whether it's TrackMan, or I, I think you have a new one now, but then there's a ton of data. Can you, can you really help the community understand the value of the tools that you use and then the data that comes out and how the data impacts the decisions that your clients and you make. Sure, it's very much data-driven because if you're going to invest in some new golf equipment, it has to be better and it has to be measurably better. Yeah. There's certain ways in which a club might seem to be better in terms of its appearance, its sound, its feel, those are all important aspects of it all, but those cannot be measured. So if you're looking to shoot better scores, we need to understand with how the current ball flight is treating you on the course, what ways can it be better? And then what ways can different choices with the equipment help with that? Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of data that can be analyzed as we look at how the, the ball is flying and how the club is being delivered. So much so it can be overwhelming. Uh, so it's my job to filter through that as best as possible to hopefully in a simple manner explain to you what we're looking for um, and what ways in which we're going to try different options to move the needle. Yeah. And, and let's, let's dial in on a few of the metrics that may lead to in-play, on-course curiosity for golfers. So we know that golfers tend to, right, wrong, and different, they'll compare themselves to um, uh, part of their foursome, and that could be club for club. If I'm hitting a seven iron, 180, and this person's hitting a seven iron, 160 or 155, that golfer is trying to wonder at some point in time, appears to be the same body type, why am I not hitting the ball, my seven iron, as far as that person is? And so just in that raw moment, talk about some of the, some of the metrics that could be available to help. And I know ball spin is one of them, but, but talk about that. Sure. Well, so you'll often hear a club fitter talk about launch conditions. Right. How is that ball taking off in terms of its launch angle, its spin rate, its trajectory and descent angle? Um, those are all function of 
the type of club that's being used, but the dynamics the player then uses that club and delivers to the ball. And so if you're looking for a different type of ball flight, you've generally got fairly repeatable type of club delivery and impact on mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. If you think of your friends that you play golf with, whether, whether they're a scratch golfer or a 25 handicap, you can watch them swing time and again, and things look pretty similar, don't they? There's not a whole lot of you know, variance from swing to swing. The results are going to vary, mm -hmm. but there's certain patterns that are pretty ingrained that with those types of patterns, there's bound to be different types of ball flight. Um, it's always a challenge and a constant endeavor to improve those, those techniques to work on our swing and to make sure that those are better. But it's with choosing the right clubs that we can maybe pick off some low hanging fruit in mm -hmm. terms of finding some improved performance, uh, picking out the right tools that most naturally and most quickly allow for that, that ball flight to get back on track. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we, you know, I think as, uh, as, as kind of amateur golfers, we, we often think about wide loft angles. How important is that to optimizing the experience, not just with true spec, but also when that person goes to play? Totally. So those lofts and lies, they're important they're going to influence how far we hit our clubs and the start directions of those clubs. Mm -hmm. I was working with a young professional player yesterday morning, and as we're initially getting started, I'm measuring all the lofts and lies on his irons, mm -hmm. and notice that his nine iron is a couple degrees upright relative to the rest of his set. And I asked him, are there any clubs in here that maybe have been acting a little bit strange? You know, some questions that you might have wondering if it's really you know, your fault or if it's the club and he mentioned how in an event last week he missed four greens with a nine iron to the left and I'm thinking to myself kind of cringing man he's he's out there trying to make a living right he's got a club that's not in line with the rest of this set and it's a big part of the reason why he's missed a few extra greens so yeah. um, given that his nine iron was too upright with those more lofted irons if that's the case that face plane is going to point more to the left. Mm -hmm. And so you know, he makes his regular, natural, hopefully repeatable swing. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily his fault all the time. If there's a difference there in a certain club, he makes his regular swing and all of a sudden the ball does something different. It was because the club was different. Right. So for those of us that often talk about the you know, line loft angle, um, Dan just really did a good job of explaining the value of that and how it impacts the outcome, whether the ball goes right or the ball goes left. Um, we also know through what we've been talking about for the past few minutes, the value of your uh, physiology, your body physiology, and, and the, the impact of the clubs and making sure those clubs are in alignment. So again, really underscoring the value of spending time with Dan, uh, spending time with Dan's colleagues, if, if there's a true spec golf facility in your local market. And it literally is 
is an investment um, similar to making sure that your shoes fit the size of your uh, your foot. Um, so we talked to, talked a little bit about that. You know, we've got a number of options there that um, we often talk about. And as as I know, True Spec has a range of shafts. And so when golfers are in conversation and they're thinking about taking out a shaft or replacing a shaft, can you talk to us about the uniqueness of shafts and why it's so important to maybe have a conversation with someone that knows about the product and its intricacies a little bit better than your weekend golfer? Totally. Well, so if we're to go to the store and we were to pick out a set of clubs, there's going to be one length of that club available to us. Well, there's going to be plenty of people that are tall with short arms or short with long arms. Mm -hmm. So if you think about the fundamental golf, they get into that same sort of athletic balance setup. Their hands are in entirely different places. And so, of course, the length of club that they're going to be best fit with is probably going to vary. Um, not only in the length of club is, is the shaft important, but the, the weight of the club, the flex of the club, we've got certain differences in our swing speeds and our rhythms and tempos. We're going to have different ways in which we put pressure on the shaft and, and how much pressure and when that takes place. And all of those different types of dynamics are going to be best served by a certain type of shaft. If you look back on the shaft wall here, there's hundreds of options about a hundred driver shafts up on that wall. And when a player comes in, I see their swing for the first few times and I see a few measurements from the launch monitor in terms of speed and so forth. Right away, there's maybe 80 to 90% that are eliminated from the very start because of their speed and their tempo. And so from there, we're kind of using the process of elimination to kind of filter through those appropriate options. and. Uh, you're going to get a chance to test those different options and you'll ultimately get a feel for what's most comfortable. And more than that, you're going to get a chance to see the ball fly down range. And as a sand sports, ball don't lie. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, again, and I'm, I'm pulling from my process and, and hopefully seeding with the TV Green Golf community the uh, the importance of spending time with TrueSpec. The other thing that we talk about, and, and I'll just toss this out, but maybe ask that you talk about other aspects that golfers should consider and value when they come to an appointment of this type. But we also talk about the grips. And I remember, I think it was the first time that you asked me the size of my hand and, and wanting to make sure that um, when the club was sent off and ultimately was getting made, that I had the right grip. Can you talk about the value of that and maybe any other components about really optimizing this experience, new clubs, change clubs to the course? Sure. Well, I think a certain consistency through a set is important, uh, making sure our grips are clean and tacky and we're not slipping because it's our only connection to the club. It's critical. Um, I think a lot of the times, one of the very simple adjustments we can make with how our club is put together is by regripping the club. There's going to be plenty of times where a player might be struggling and not very comfortable with their clubs. And 
quickest, most simple option is to let's try a different grip here. Mm -hmm. And there's got to be an awareness of making sure that the grip size is appropriate uh, so that hands and wrists can work the way they need to in the swing, but also an understanding of varying weights and how those mm -hmm. influence the way the rest of the club feels. If we're to switch into a different size of grip or generally that's going to involve a different weight in that grip mm -hmm. and all of a sudden with that change a certain feel and a balance through the club can be shifted one way or the other. Um, so there's a lot of personal preference when it comes to choosing a grip but to me what's important is that it's an appropriate size and an appropriate weight relative to the other characteristics in the club. Thank you. Thank you. I understand that building a club is a blended process of manufacturing partners. And in the introduction, you use the word agnostic, which effectively means we don't lean in any one direction more heavily. Can you talk about the, the club manufacturers, the shaft options, and the partners that TrueSpec has a relationship with? Sure. Well, I would say that it's really every major manufacturer in the game of golf that we represent their product and carry their product here at our facilities. Um, it, it's important that it is brand agnostic because with that, that's how a customer knows that they're getting the most accurate, reliable information. Our facilities don't carry an inventory of product that we're looking to offload. And so there's no reason for myself or any of my colleagues to push a certain product. Uh, I always like to give the customer that comes through the studio the chance to try most anything that's been of strong interest to them. That's part of the fun, mm -hmm. getting to, to you know, go through a club fitting is trying all these clubs that we've uh, that have caught our eye, um, but when given the chance to try the most appropriate options that should help whatever aspect of their game the most that we're trying to improve upon, once they've got a chance to see and feel how those work, it's very quick that most anybody that comes through here uh, understands the value and brand agnosticism right away. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for the, the T-degree community, I encourage you to keep your eye on the T-degree or Wedges 5 Instagram page. And I'll have a short video of the shaft wall and the manufacturer head drawer just to give you an idea of how, how manufacturer agnostic and your options available to you through TrueSpec Golf. So anticipate that going forward. Dan, when the experience has ended, what's the next step? Spend a good hour, hour and a half with Dan um, and or his colleagues, and we've learned some things, orders have been made. Talk about the completion of that process, the building, the bu the building of that process. Talk about that. Well, with any club fitting, uh, it can be a perfect process, but if the club that may be ordered or purchased is not put together and built the exact same way as that best performing demo performed for you in the fitting, 
the integrity of the bidding is, is sort of lost. Mm -hmm. um, so with TrueSpec Golf, we've got a professional workshop where one builder builds any order from start to finish, whether that's a full set of clubs or, or one club or one shaft even. Um, so the, the process is going to involve sending a customer a list of club recommendations, uh, specifications of those clubs, a quote for those clubs if they're interested in a purchase mm -hmm. or a receipt if they've made an order. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course there's the launch monitor data that was the whole reason as to why this purchase was made in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's provided to all customers as well. Um, it's valuable for, in our case, being able to refer back to that in years past mm -hmm. at your game. Yep. Uh, or say you come back here next season and I've won the lottery and I'm off playing golf on some tropical island. Well, the fitter that's in my spot is then going to be able to access that same information to help you and to make sure that your experience as a customer of TrueSpec Golf is, uh, you know, it's not a one-stop shop. It's, it's a relationship that often turns into friendship and uh, it's something that in order to truly get your game into the best place. You need to understand where it's been, where it's gone, and hopefully that leads to getting you going in the right direction as quickly as possible. And from my experience, it's typically a three to six week um, time from when, when we end the appointment to when I actually receive the, uh, the new club. I know that the six week period I think was during COVID when I had ordered one and we knew then. So it was more of an outlier. But uh but rest assured, if you do win the lottery and you're off to an island, I'll get my data but I'm coming to see you on I I think at that point I can maybe uh buy my own launch monitor, buy my own demo equipment and we'll make we'll make sure you're well taken. I'll care. be there. I will be there. Um this has been um, it's, it's, it's been a really, really good experience, Dan, and I do think that a lot has been shared. Uh, I'm hopeful that this inspires uh, listeners of the TD Green Golf Podcast to really seek out True Spec Golf. And listen, if you're in Florida, um, whether that's North, South, or Central Florida, as I mentioned, uh, Dan is at the Tampa Bay facility. Uh, more specifically, Bel Air, Florida, and I'm sure that he would be more than happy to spend some time with you. And if by chance you make the decision, please let him know that you um, learned about him and and uh, and respect through TD TD Green Golf Podcast. But it's been great. Um, thank you about thank you for the time. Thank you for the information that you shared. Any closing comments about the value of the Fitting experience, true spec golf. Anything to leave the listeners with today as we close out, close out our time together. Sure. Well, I think there's often the misconception that you need to have a certain level of game for a club fitting to maybe be worthwhile. And while that might be the case, and that. I generally recommend that once you can make contact with every swing, maybe that's when you're ready for a club fitting. Um, with the chance to try all the different equipment that's on the market, it can be pretty overwhelming picking out the right options. 
And until you've got a chance to run through the process and see what it's all about and to try those options, you never know what you're leaving on the table. Right. So it can never hurt to uh, dive right in and see what it's all about. At the very least, you'll get a better understanding for why your current equipment works the way that it does. Mm -hmm. And that can help to kind of put together the puzzle of our golf game. Mm -hmm. And maybe your clubs are in a perfect ideal spot already. Um, you could at least leave with the confidence that that's the case and that, like I said, those four ways in which you can improve the equipment, the, mm -hmm. the golf swing itself, the mind, and take care of your body physically. Um, you'll know it's one of those other three realms that you need to dive into a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, Dan, thank you. And it's certainly been a good time spending time again with you here at the Tampa Bay facility. True Specs, Tampa Bay facility in Bel Air, Florida. Uh, we are grateful for your time. I know I am grateful for your friendship and, and your expertise in this area. Uh, production support for the Tita Green Golf Podcast is given by Dominic Fiore of the Digital Audio Recording Arts Department at the University of St. Francis. We thank you for listening in to another episode. And as we always say, hit it straight from Tita Green. We are out. Thank you.